Okay, so just start with it? Yep, just run with it. Hey, this is Robert Bobby Clink from Clink LLC, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith. Well done, sir. Good job. Okay, so uh, I go away for a sec because I have to hit stop on the recorder, and then I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Dan Locke, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer, and welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Thank you for having me. It is going well, my friend, and uh, I appreciate you being here. So you are Dan Locke, and you are at danlock.com. That's D-A-N-L-O-K.com. Did I get all that right? Yes, and sometimes people say, is it, is it L-O-C-K? Is right, it, right, right. That's why I wanted to spell name? it. Right, right. Is That's... it Luke? No, it's, 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 it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Lock, L-O-C-K. Right, 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 like right, right. So I got it right. So yes. before we get started and go back in time and do the Vroom Veer thing and talk about you and your childhood and have a therapy session like we usually do and laugh a lot, <laughs> let's have talk a, a little Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what you've got going on in your business. It's very, very interesting because... I, I people sometimes ask me what I do. Right. It's not it's not an easy question to answer. Sure. No, I get <laughs> <Because> that. Because <laughs> as you know, Jeff, like as an entrepreneur, we do so many different things. Right. Um, especially with myself, a a serial entrepreneur. Sure. I don't know if it's a, right. it's a good thing or a bad thing, but right. <laughs> as a it, it could be a good a good addiction or a bad addiction. We're not quite correct. sure yet. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, and I would say uh, I would de- I would define myself as an as an entrepreneur. Okay. But uh, nowadays, I spend a majority of my time uh, as a consultant to other consultants and coaches, oh, okay. leaders. Gotcha. Uh, I would say define that as my profession and my business is just all the companies that I have and that I run. Awesome. Sounds mm-hmm. like you're having a good time doing it. I love what I do. Yeah. Uh, I don't always love what I do, but now today I love what I do nowadays. <laughs> okay. So now we can go back in time because now you are the... Dan the man lock and you're on uh, TEDx conferences and you've got a gajillion books on Amazon and in print and you're on Jet Set magazine covers. But before that, way back when, <laughs> it was a different story, right? A very, very, very different, different story. story. Right. I mean, even Jeff, if you were to tell me like when many years ago, I would be doing what I'm doing today. Like, like you said, speaking, traveling, TEDx interviews and books and things like that i, I would have thought you crazy because yeah not 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 in a million years would i ever imagine that and I, I would be what i'm doing today so because uh with my background i immigrated i came from hong kong i was born in hong kong right i immigrated to north america um, years ago when i was 14 years old with my mom and dad right right and um at the time i, I didn't didn't speak a word of english wow uh, with no contacts and 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 no didn't know anybody, and and very actually just wasn't 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 even a very uh, smart kid, and my mom and dad got divorced when I was 16 years old. Okay. And as the only child in my family, that kind of that forced me to grow up and to man up and to provide for my mom. Okay. And that's how I, I got into business uh, because I got into business because I wanted to provide a, a better future for my family. So I wasn't one of those people like that had a great education, that had big dreams that, you know, I was going to do this, I was going to do that. And, right. and I was going to be something. And I wasn't a particularly good student. I was what my instructor would say, probably a, a C student, a C minus student. You were just kind of getting by, huh? <laughs> getting, barely getting by. Right, getting, right. So it wasn't particularly good at school. And I, I didn't know anybody. It wasn't. I didn't have a lot of friends when I was in high school, so it was uh, quite a difficult time. That adjustment coming from uh, yeah, I can imagine from, that's that's a yeah. big culture shock. A big and culture shock. You had big to culture. learn another language, and mm-hmm. you know you're 14, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and, rough. Uh, 
And 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 the school that I went to at the time, I was one of the only three kind of like Chinese in my school. Right. So I got bullied. I got like people talk about bowling problem. Uh, it's it's real. Believe me, because oh, I got a, beat up. I, I got beat up all the time. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, uh, because you're the weird then, one, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah and yeah. I, friends and and because of course when you don't speak a language you don't say much. You don't talk a lot, and right. people think you're weird and then that guy. Like I was. I was the uh, the invisible kid, like you know how when you were in high school, there's a, a kid always sitting in the back, didn't talk to anybody, never put up, never put up their hand, and you would, you maybe you're in, you're studying with the, with, the, with that kid two, three semesters, you still don't know his name. Right. That was that was you. That was me. Wow. Uh, and so, even with my mom and. I got kind of pushed into accidentally. I would say bump into business because I wanted to provide for my mom, and I knew I couldn't provide for my mom if I was just like making minimum wage and just have a job. Right. And, okay. and look at other other people who are like financially successful at the time. Like, what do they do? And and a lot of them they're, they're business people. I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe I could do this. And I remember, I still remember, um, I had lunch with a. A kind of a my uncle who's a you know it's a kind of a businessman. He runs a couple of businesses. Okay. He said, you know, I remember we had we had like lunch, and he said to me, you know, Dan, you you're, you're not you're not very smart. I said, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 you're not going to be like a Chinese, right? You're not going to be a doctor, lawyer, accountant. Okay. So that's out. Yeah, and education uh, and and yeah. academics is really big for Chinese yeah. culture, right? Yeah. So, so so that's out. Now, so when when not, they say those things to you, does it was it hurtful or was it no, just I like? I disagree. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You're like, and okay, I get it, Uncle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for reminding me. But okay. <laughs> Thanks, uh, dickhead. Right. <laughs> he's like, well, and you're not, you know, you're not strong. You're not very tall. So athlete, that's out. Right. And you're not very good looking. So acting is out. <laughs> You should you should be a businessman, right? And I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of okay. If that's what you think I should do, I should do. And so I started my very first like my first business when I was in high school, just with a couple of my buddies, like mowing lawns for people in our oh, neighborhood. Oh, that's great! Wow, that's just you know, young kid, lawn mower, knocking on doors. Hey, you know, ma'am, do you need your mow lawn? And just was just as how I got into it. No, it I was, get it. That that's that's a good side hustle for a kid. Exactly, a side hustle, and and it was very it taught me a lot through that experience and how, how what what it takes and when you kind of put in your effort, you earn the dollars, and it's very very interesting. So throughout my entire life, I've only had one job for one year, my entire career. I've never worked for anyone else but for myself since then. And the only job I had was just as a grocery beggar, uh, you know, the guys who in, in yeah. the check. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I did well, that when I, I was in high school. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and get this. So uh, I don't want to like poop on Michigan, but I'm going to poop on Michigan a little bit. And, you know, I don't know if it's still like this or not. But um, when I, I grew up in Michigan, right? And when I was, uh, I was in high school, I don't remember, let's, I have to think about it, which grade I was in. I want to say I was either like a sophomore or junior or something like that. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. I was in high school, right? And I got a job at a grocery store, like what you just said, right? And at that time, I don't know, like, again, I haven't been a kid for a long time, so I don't know what the laws are. But then they could pay kids a lot less than minimum wage. (laughs) Yeah, they had this, like, rule like as long as you 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 were only allowed to work like so many hours a week, which wasn't a lot. Um, it was like three, three or four days a week uh, for like four or five hours after school. Uh, but yeah, it was like less than minimum wage. I can't remember how much it was either, but <laughs> I know it was less than minimum wage, and it wasn't oh a lot. Goodness. But you know, but for a kid in high school, you know, any money more than you know the couple of bucks that my my mom and dad would give me. Was mm. was cool. <laughs> yes, yes, and I wasn't doing anything important anyway, right? Just screwing around. So it was kind of neat having money. But uh, yeah, that that was kind of neat. I uh, and I yeah, and, yeah. and I still remember when I first kind of uh, take a little bit of like even not like a young kid, right? Just a little bit of money take uh, took take it to to my mom. And I remember the first time I just gave my my mom a little bit of money as a kid. That felt that good, right? It felt. I we always remember her facial expression. It is a, I guess also because of the divorce, 
And now my mom at the time couldn't like, there's no one for her to rely on as the only child in my family. Right. And you can see that she is, she's proud. It's not a lot of money, but right. she's very proud. It's like, oh, you know, my son is trying very hard to at least take care of me. And, and that, that's felt great. And from then on, I was kind of hooked. I said, you know what? I want to provide my mom. Right. I want to, right. I want to sort of make sure she's your provider. Absolutely. Gene. Yeah. yeah that, that <laughs> desire, that drive, yeah. that motivation. I always tell people when I was, doing all kinds of businesses and all these failures and lost money and rejections and embarrassment. And people ask me, well, does that bother you? I said, not at all. When I think of my mom's face, mm. whatever rejection, whatever, that just, it means it feels nothing. Right. It doesn't bother me at all. So, right, I, right. so I call 100 people, I got 100 rejections, so what? Who cares? It's part Who of cares? the deal. <laughs> yeah, it, it, does, it does not matter. It doesn't bother me one bit. That's pretty good. Uh, that's, that's, a so, good that's a good ninja skill right there. And so that you can always write a book me. on that. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Uh, and so from there, then I started all kinds of businesses. I was trying. I started, uh, uh, you know, fixing computers for people. And, oh, nice. And and I try, you know, mail order. <laughs> I try vending machines. Uh, anything that I thought, you know, I could make money with that, and I could make money with this, and right. and just very very driven. Uh, that's the good good side of it. The bad side is, <laughs> none of them made actually any serious money for me. <laughs> But that's okay, really, because you were learning a lot, right? Yes, yes. I was a young kid, right? So, right. Um, and so basically, I failed at thirteen businesses. Thirteen. Wow. Thirteen. And then uh, this was before, all when you were a kid. Yeah, before uh, nice. before I hit twenty years old, twenty twenty one. But that's pretty good. <laughs> People talk about fail. You want to fail young and fail early. Well, I, I did that for sure. Right. Right. But you know, I don't like labeling. It's not like there's this kind of like culture revolution against the fail fast kind of scenario you know yes i get it because it's important for learning but you would never as a business person intend to fail no, no, <laughs> it's not no, like you're no. trying to fail but you no. just have to learn to suck it up basically and, and, and i was dumb i was a young kid i was inexperienced i right. was just starting all these businesses i didn't know anything about like leading like leadership management negotiation sales marketing all the things that you got you got to learn in business right i was just oh, this great idea let's do this oh the other guy's making money with this let's let's do that Right, uh, and I was just chasing. Uh, I would say the shiny object syndrome, right? I was just try, <laughs> chasing, right. The, trying all kinds of things, and never really asked myself what I, what I want mm. uh, until I kind of found my first mentor. His name is Alan Jacks, and Alan is a, like a, a I consider him a, like a marketing genius. He's not very well known, okay, but he took me under his wing, and he at the time he runs a very successful uh, financial education and seminar company in Canada. Uh-huh. And basically, I worked for him for for a year for next to nothing. Basically, volunteer. Now, I was in the office. I, I mean, he was doing do a, a lot of direct mail back then. I was licking the stamps. I was taking the stuff to the uh, you know the stuff to the to the postal office. I was cleaning the office. Whatever it takes just to get more time with him. Okay. And then he taught me marketing. He taught me sales. He taught me how business works. Oh, how wow. to interact with people. People skill. Right, and, and this is that was how old point. were you at this point? Now? That was probably I'm um, at 22. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so this is kind of like your college. It is. It is. <laughs> I always referred that year as the the million dollar year of my life because really? I believe I got a, a million dollar year, like a million dollar worth of education from from that one year. Wow. Uh, he was extremely tough on. Me. He was very very tough. Uh, and but I learned a lot. So from there, after uh, worked worked went for one or for a year, then I kind of started my own. You could say one man advertising agency. Okay. So it was working, working wow. from home and just creating ads and marketing literatures and pieces and sales letters for other entrepreneurs. Okay. And because of the training he got, I got from him, and also you know he he sent me some clients to start off with, and also just through a lot of hustle, just hustle, work hard, push. Yeah. And, and you know, That's and that that hustle, I've kind of like learned what that what that means it, and yes. it sort of like sets it, it sort of like sets the people that that succeed in business uh, apart from the folks that aren't willing to do that that's that's sort of like when you're doing the hundred dials a day and, mm. and you mm. kind of like it right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's very very true it, it's yeah. it's 
I mean, the first five years of my business career, I mean, I was working 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Right. I didn't take a single day. I didn't take a single day off for five years. Oh, my goodness. Five wow. straight years. Wow. I didn't know, like, what time off. There's no such, such thing. Right. I was just so focused. Yeah. Um, of course, it's not healthy, obviously. I'm not, like, recommending that. Right, I'm just saying right. just, just what I did in yeah. the first five years. Yeah. So I, I paid it. I paid a price early. Um, sure, and you're, you're not healthy. So, you know, in my early, not healthy, not healthy at all. No. And, and early twenties. So I was in a time as a, as a market person, as a copywriter, I was making about, you know, 10 K a month as a young guy. Now I know it may, may not be a lot of money, you know, to some people listening, but to me back then, that's a lot of it money. was a lot of money. That's pretty good. <laughs> it, it's a lot for 10 K like 10 yeah. K a month, a hundred, yeah. yeah. 120 K a year. It's a lot of money. That's, I was able to pay off some debt. Like, yeah. Yeah, pay off my debt, uh, provide for my mom, and you know, just just have a life at least, and it's pretty comfortable. And from there, uh, I grew, uh, and I went into the internet marketing. There was, uh, you could say it's luck. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's luck, but I took my skill and I went online. Uh, you know, went on eBay. I was selling stuff on eBay. I was doing affiliate marketing. I was buying stuff from Hong Kong and they're selling them on eBay. But through, but using my the skill that I learned from my my mentor, right? And and business at the time, I mean, we're talking about like this is more than ten years ago, right? Right, more than ten years. Well, you know, I I've learned something too. Like if you you learned copywriting, it sounds like yes. So you could write a really killer uh, sales pitch, basically. Correct. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Just so Correct. I line, you know, when I, I learned one of my friends who is really successful, uh, internet marketer, mm. when I found out that her first big win was when she sold one letter that she wrote that was to basically be, it was like a copy to sell. Mm. It was a sales mm. letter, right? Yes. Yes. She sold it for like a hundred bucks. I was like, you sold a letter for a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and she could keep doing that. You know, you just yeah. tweak it. What, right. I was like, wow, yes. there's a lot to that, that, you know, writing oh. those. So there must be a secret sauce in knowing how to, to write copy. Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, business, as you know, Jeff, is a, it comes down to communication. Right. For sure. It's how you, how you communicate, how you persuade influence. Right. So copy is nothing more than, you know, I call that salesmanship in print. Right, right. You're selling through the power of your written words. Now, but the difference is, here's the thing. Well, if you're selling one-on-one, that's one-on-one, that's a one-to-one ratio. But if you have a, a sales letter that works, let's say you put it online, you do direct mail, now it's one-to-one hundred, one-to-one thousand, one to ten thousand. Right. Well, n- now they call them landing pages. Correct. <laughs> sales page, landing page, right? Right, right. Uh, Order pages, all these things, and, and it works for you twenty four seven. And by the time when I went online, the whole sales letter thing online wasn't that, that popular, right? I mean, I mean, I was doing long form sales letter before, like a lot of people start doing it. Right. And and from there, I mean, I was like, money just was just pouring, and I've never seen so much money in my life. And from ten k a month, twenty k a month, thirty k a month, wow. forty k a month, fifty k a month, a hundred k. I mean. I, I felt like now here's the problem though, because the money were, were, was coming so quickly. I thought I'm someone special. Mm. Okay, it, 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 it's it's uh, I'm not proud to admit it, but it was it was like I was very much ego driven, no, and I, I thought, yeah, I thought I I'm like I got the Midas touch, man. Like I'm the wonder boy, <laughs> right? No, it's easy like, to feel that. Yeah, no. yeah, and, yeah, and I not, think we've all been there, right? Yeah, I I, would, I, I like invincible. I would not fail. Mm. Uh, and and I would just keep making more and more and more money, and uh, at the age of twenty seven, you know, I made first million bucks, and that was a turning point. There was a like hit that first million dollar, and I don't mean like a million in revenue, right? I mean a million like cash in the bank, right? Right, right. Like net million bucks, and <laughs> a I'm million like, dollar net, yeah, in the bank that cash, I get right? to keep. <laughs> it's yeah. my money, right? And I was like, holy, like, because you can say holy shit if you want. Yeah, like holy shit, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's like holy shit, right? It was, and I got my you know fancy you know, RA, and I was getting a new car every every year, and uh, you know moved to penthouse, all this stuff, right? Sure. Uh, but I think for your show, because I want to share something with your audience, you know, it's very turning point of my life because your your show is all about the role. 
you know, yeah. definitely travel. And your veers, now, right? Yeah, veer. And for the first ten years of my my business, let's say from twenty to thirties, let's let's say let's define that. From twenty to thirty years old, uh, I was a hungry, driven, type A, whatever it takes, goal oriented guy. Sure. And was but it was driven by ego. It was just, hey, you know what? Because think back my experience back in high school. Because now I, as I'm more mature, I understand why I had those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in high school, guess what? Nobody paid attention to me. Right. You were, in, you no, were the invisible kid. I had no friends. Right. I had no love, right? Right. And when I made money, I was like, oh, hey, man, now look at how smart I am, right? Look at me. Look at, look at my life. Look at you, you guys, right? All, right. all these things. Um, and then the turning point is, one year, I was chasing the biggest deal. And at the time, keep in mind, first business, then it's the second business, then it's the third business, and there's the five companies, six companies, eight companies, 10 companies, right? Right. Just starting on more and more and more money. And then one year, uh, I was chasing the biggest deal of my life, multi, multi, multi-million dollar deal, the wow. biggest, most important of my life, right? Okay. And I, and I had to be somewhere else. I was traveling. I got a phone call from my aunt, and she said to me that my my father was going through to the hospital, just kind of like a regular checkup. I said, okay, no problem. You know, after checkup, just give me a call, right? Right. And suddenly I got another call uh, a day later. My aunt saying, you know, suddenly something is happening with my father. Something went wrong with the the checkup. He had to go into emergency and surgery like right now. Oh, they found something. Right now. Right. Okay. Wow. It's, okay. You should, like your father's not well. You should you should come back. I said I, I gotta I gotta I'm working on a deal. Uh, like I'm busy, right? Once as soon as I finish, I sign. I will fly back. Just give me like a few days, right? I mean, come on, just a few days. Sure. And and on that same week, my my fiance now my wife Jenny uh, had gallstone. Oh my she also went to the hospital. And uh, but I wasn't there with her because I was out of town. Right. You're working your biggest deal ever. Biggest deal ever. And I was saying to myself, you know what? I, I'm doing it for my family. I, mean, I got to close the deal. I mean, this right. this would, would like set us up for life a long time. Like I got to close the deal. Like I, I'll come back as soon as I close the deal. Well, I never saw my father and he passed away. Mm, right. They passed away while I was and I lost the deal. And you lost, lost the deal. I lost the deal. My father passed away. My wife is in a, a hospital. And I remember I was sitting in the airport. I was just depressed. Not even depressed. It's a very interesting, it's a, it's a void. It's an emptiness. I asked myself, because I was lying to myself, that, hey, you know, I'm doing it for them. No, I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for me. I was right. doing it for my own ego. Right. It wasn't it was a lie. I was lying to myself. And as an entrepreneur, it's so tough to tell the truth. And anyone listening to this, you know, it's very, very hard to tell the truth. When you tell the truth about what's going on, mm. not just be buried by the work, oh, I want to build the next thing, it's for this. And then, no, 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 don't don't bullshit. Look, what wh- why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? And I faced the truth the first time, the reality of my life, that I suddenly lost the purpose. Why am I do? I say I'm doing it for them. That my father's gone, and I didn't even say goodbye. And my wife's in the hospital. Suddenly, all the deal, all the money, suddenly doesn't mean that much anymore. Right. Well, you you were basically lost. you realized that you were lying to yourself. Hmm. Hmm. And then I went back and I flew back to to Vancouver and I went immediately rushed to the hospital, see my wife. And I told her, she didn't know about the news yet. I told her about the news. My father passed away. We, you know, we, we, we just cried like we, when I was bawling like crazy because I was holding back so much emotions. Sure. So when I saw her, I, I just I just broke down. I said, my dad is gone. He didn't say goodbye. What kind of son I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just, I was just lost. And we had a long, long talk. And, and that, that incident, that tragedy changed the way I operate, the way I look at life, the way that I, I do things completely. Sure. Uh, and from that point on, everything I do, just to give you an example, before that incident, every single company that I have, I own 100%. After that incident, every single company that I have is a partnership. Mm. 
Gotcha. Because before it was all about me, right? It was all about me making more money and, and grabbing all the chips on the table. Mm. After, it's all about, no, I want to help other people. I want to grow my partners. I want to help them have a good life, right? I want to develop leaders. Um, and more and more, so I cut back a lot of what I do. And I was traveling a lot. I was speaking, no, you know what? From then on, one immediately I said, no, I don't want to travel as much. I cut my speaking gig by like 90%. Wow. I don't want to do that. I want to stay home. I want to spend time with my family. Right. Uh, and last year, I bought a new home uh, just so that a bigger a bigger place, a house, so that my uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law, we can live together. Um, uh, so that we can see each other all the time, um, things like that. So it just changed the way that I operate. And even this year, earlier this year, I posted a, a, a Facebook post on, on my Facebook. I said, Last year, even the year before, I had like 20 objectives, 30 objectives, a lot of goals. Right. This year, I have three. Three. Mm. So it's a, it's about less, not more. It's about better because bigger doesn't necessarily mean better. Right, and that's for what sure. I, yeah. And that's the theme of your show as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just about more money. It's about more. No, it's, it's why. Uh, better right. is better. But more is not necessarily, uh, you know, better. I mean, I'll, I'll give you like, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I think I think you realized like, you know, all the money in the world can't help you see your dad before he dies, right? <laughs> I mean, you you learn that the hard way, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's and, that's a huge wake up call. It's a huge wake. And I'm, I mean, I'm still I'm 35 yeah. years old now. I'm still a young guy. Right. But. Uh, through that experience, I just have a much deeper understanding of who I am, what I do, what I'm about. And when my dad passed away and I asked myself the question, and I don't want to sound so cliche because, you know, what, you know, what's my legacy? People ask me, what's my life about? But right. I very much I went very deep asking myself that question. What's my legacy? What do I want to be known for? Do I just want to be known for a guy or, you know. And when, 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 at my funeral and I'm laying in, in that, that casket, do I want people to look at that guy? Oh, yeah, that guy's made a few dollars. Or do I want people to say, you know what, that guy changed my life. Mm. Or he helped right? me. Or... And, yeah. I said, you know what, I want a ladder. Um, and that's why I now very, very much focus on working with you know coaches, thought leaders, consultants, because taking my skills and sharing what I know with them by impacting a small group of leaders, they can go out and impact millions of people. Right. Um, that. So I can impact a lot of people through that. And that's why I have my YouTube channel. I have all these things and I'm a, I give away all my knowledge for free. And you've um, got a podcast too, right? I've got a podcast, right? I'm, I'm doing the show and, you know, I don't, I don't even have ads. I don't need sponsors. I don't need any of that stuff. I just, I do it just for, it's a passion project, right? Because I can right. make my money from, from my companies. Sure. Um, so just the way I structure my life and business is, is very, very different. A quick story. This is, you, you, you like this. The other day, I just got on the phone with a, a very well-known like internet marketing expert guru. Okay, I'm not going to name any names because yeah, I don't want to embarrass him. But if I but if I tell you who he is, I think a lot of people would know his name. Okay, it's kind of very very popular. Okay, so we were just talking about like we haven't talked to each other for a while. We were just talking about kind of a accomplishments, whatever in 2016. You know how guys are, right? 2016, sure. and what he's up to, what I'm up to. Now here's the thing, Jeff. Now he has over a hundred thousand subscribers on his list. Okay. Wow, that's he a has list. Over, Yeah, he has over you know seventy two hundred paying customers. That includes like trial offers, low ticket offers, membership site, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He has nine sales funnels, four webinars, like 23, 28 different Facebook ads, all running at the same time. Right. <laughs> okay. Wow. He sends out he sends out a daily email to his list. Daily email. And he's spending like a ton of money and effort, you know, con developing leads, lead generation online. Um, he told me he has over 20 plus independent contractors working on his stuff. Wow. He works about 10 to 12 hours a day, six and a half, like six, six, six point five days a week. Yeah. Takes about half a day off on Sunday because it goes to church. Right. And wow. he's already, you know, planning his product launch for later this year and trying to get affiliates on board and all. You, you're familiar with that, right? I, I get them. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get it, right? Yeah. So we both talk about that. He's thing. He's on, he's on Vroom mode. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So, but here's the punchline. So we both generated more than seven figure in revenue from our consulting coaching business in 2016. Uh -huh. Now, his business, uh, you could say externally successful business, generated only 10K more 
net profits, net profit, 10K more net profits than my, you could say, little part-time high-ticket business. Yeah. Uh, he has 7,200 plus customers. I have 47 clients and members. That's it. Wow. 47. Right. Now, I don't envy his life. Okay, I do not envy his life. No. And that's one of the questions you, you, know, you have to ask yourself for listeners. You know, how can you hit your income goal and live a life of total freedom with fewer clients, not more? I mean, you can imagine the infrastructure, the the complexity of the business and, and the, all these things. Yeah, I only have to deliver value and serve 47 people. And, you know, he's working with tens of thousands of people and doing all these things. I don't do any of those things. Yeah. And we talk about this, our business model. It's like, holy, it was like, holy shit, Dan, like your model and this and that. I said, yeah, this is the way I structure my life. I don't, I don't want that. I do not right. want the complexity. I don't want stress. I don't, I don't want any of those things. Right. Uh, no, I'm with you. A- I mean, I like, I wouldn't want to like. That's the kind of job I'd want to quit, right? <laughs> if I would. And he makes. And he, if you look, he's from a money point of view, he makes very good money. Right. But, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Is he happy? Does he have freedom? Does he have free time? Right. 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 And, and we talk about these things, and and those, that's why, like, the way I look at business, I look at life, it's very, very different. I just had a deal last week. A guy playing premium retainer plus offered me seventy percent equity of his company for what? free. Okay. Wow. Seventeen percent equity plus retainer, like a pretty good retainer every month, right? To have me on board. Five minutes, I said no. Wow. Not that I don't like the guy. Not that I don't like the business. The business model is actually good. I said, no, this year is not about more. I said, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I just, I just turned it down. I'm not interested in that. Wow. Did, did, he, did he freak out or was he cool? No, he was sending me another two-page email convincing me why I should do it. <laughs> I, said, no, I, I said, I get it. I said, not that I don't like you. I think it's a good model. You should go with it. But I said, it just, it's not... At this point in my life, it's not what I want to do. It's, right. just, it's a timing thing. If you ask me three be, years ago, yeah, I would it would jumped. be a, another thing on your plate, and it's already as full as and you I'm want it to be. Back, like since last year, I've sold two of my companies. I've shut down two already. Oh, nice. So you're you're kind of like veering away from more and putting it Absolutely. just more yeah. into the uh, into the the uh, lifestyle the power first. of less. Yeah, you know, and you know, you can. Um, you can focus more on the things that are actually important, like That's your correct. health and, and your yeah, family. And, and, and yeah. people might think, oh, does that mean you're scaling down? Does that mean this and that? No, it it's scaling right down, but it's not like a, a defeat, like, oh, you know, you're cutting back. That's a very low level thinking. Because, you know, if you're familiar with 80 20, then you know right. it's not easy to focus on that 20% and ignore the 80%. I'm talking about 80 20 of your 20%. Right. I'm talking about the critical few activities that makes a difference. Right. It, so I would rather focus on just a handful of things that I have and cut back and all these noise and complexity and, and stress. I just, I don't want any of it. Right. And I, I think it's, that's why I said I'm a very, very, the whole life, I mean, this year, it's been a phenomenal year. I'm the happiest. I'm the healthiest. I'm like just grateful and family, everything. It just, it's, it's awesome. So life is pretty good when you don't have a lot of complexity. Cause no, for sure. It's complexity creates stress, right? Yeah. I, I just read a great book that I, re- I recommend anybody. Have you ever heard of uh, Scott Adams, the Dilbert cartoonist? No. No, yeah, the, yeah, the, the cartoon, of you've heard of yeah. You've heard of Dilbert, of right? Course. Well, yes. uh, the, the author of that cartoon is amazing. <laughs> he wrote a book. Uh, it's like, uh, now I'll have to look it up. But he's written several books, but one mm. of them is kind of like a self-help book. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, how I pretty much failed at everything and, and still turned out pretty good. <laughs> 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 kind of the story of my life. It's something I'm like not, that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm buying it, so I'll, I'll, I'll jump right on it I'm right yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. And um, he that's what he – the big thrust of his thing was – I'm a simplifier. <laughs> and I was like, yes, uh, because I've always been like, oh, please don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. And, and, but I think, you know, as business people, entrepreneurs, it's easy to say, you know, more, 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 right. employees, more revenue, more growth, right? More shareholders, more investors, you right. know, more space. 
And sometimes we get lost because that's what we've been doing our whole life. That's what got us to where we are at this point. That's what right. made us successful. Right. But I'm saying to get to the next level, you got to let that, let that go. Right? right. If you want to get to the next level, unfortunately, most people get stuck at this for a long, long time. And they may never realize there is another level. It wasn't for my father's incident. I wouldn't realize, wow, you know what? That's not what I want. Yeah, it really was a blessing in disguise because it, it was a wake-up yeah. call for you. And it, yeah. and it helped you remember, you know, what was the driving passion of being that provider from when, when you were a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for sure, through, so through that experience now, it's more mature and, and the way I look at business. That's why it's, it's it, as an entrepreneur, learn, sometimes you need to learn how to say no. No, for sure. How to say no to things. Right. And, yeah. and especially uh, at a guy like at your level, you know, you're, you're saying uh, you've got like far too many requests coming in. <laughs> Right. So it's really yeah. no becomes an art. Right. So you, yeah. you have to say no in a way that, you know, is respectful and kind and uh, and positive, but yeah. also saying I can't add yeah. this to my plate right now. Right. Yeah. I can. I just not, not that I don't like you, not that, you know, right. I don't I don't support what you do. It just the timing or what what at this stage of my life, uh, I want to do something a little bit different. So talk a little bit about what, what it was like to do a TEDx talk. Have you done a TEDx talk? You have, right? I've done two already. Oh. I've done you, two, yeah. I've been the uh, yeah. opening speaker for two, two TEDx. Yeah. Ah, what was that like? I mean, mm. were you nervous or were, were you just like, oh, I'm going to kill this? What was it was actually I filmed a little video if you know if you, you go to YouTube you can also see it yeah like behind the scenes of a TEDx speaker you can see oh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see I that. wasn't the, the the talk that I did to uh, one the TEDx SFU which is Simon Fraser University okay uh, I just came back from a trip so we got there in the early in the morning and I don't I don't get nervous because I just I've been a speaker for a long time gotcha. and when I get on stage it was about like I don't know. A, a big crowd, like probably 800 people, 1,000 people, something like that, and big theater. And when I, the minute I got up on the stage, I kind of just focus on the audience and I focus on the message, um, the, the the vibe of the room, and I don't, I just, you know, myself, it just kind of disappears. So I don't I don't get nervous or stage fright, anything like that. It was actually very exciting. Um, afterwards, it's a little bit exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a rush, right? It is, it is, it is. Uh, but I, I love it. I love it. So I've done it twice. Uh, I'm getting an invitation to do a third one, so I might do a third one. Uh, but I want to do something good and, and a different topic if if I can come up with something that's very, very good. Did you uh, have a hard time keeping it within the time limits? Oh, yes. It, that, <laughs> right? Again, simplify. That's, that's, that's hard for me. It's hard. Because like, I like easy. talking. You know? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Guys like us, we, we can talk for two hours. Right. Uh, right. But to condense the message into 18 minutes right it, it's hard it's very very hard yeah i did uh, i did uh, uh about a year's worth of toastmasters mm. and it was worth it for nothing other than just to condense what you want to say yes you know and then just have like a little outline you know okay i'll tell this story hopefully i'll tell this joke and then i'll get off you know it's like <laughs> but you yes. have to sort of put like a it's hard. You know, I saw Tony Robbins try to do a TED Talk once, and he was like, eh, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony, give, give me five days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and you have to end a fire walk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, just saw, I just saw Tony a couple months ago. He was doing a, a, a well, supposedly three-hour talk, right? So right. It, on the agenda, it's hilarious because Tony's like the last speaker for the last day. And then the agenda is, okay, he was started at like, Two thirty, mm-hmm. and end, ends up the time ends bracket whenever Tony finishes. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? The yeah. three hour thing turned into a six hour thing. Holy cow! Yeah, so, yeah and everybody's giving him money at the end. <laughs> that, that's a typical Tony. Uh, he, he would. He, I don't think could ever finish in three hours. Right. Wow. But again, because he's so involved and in the, in the audience is so engaged, yeah. time disappears. Right? No, I know. I know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing that uh, Scott Adams, the uh, the Dilbert cartoonist, 
he uh, he said uh, something that that resonated with me in his book. He was like, I always felt ho- at home on stage. Mm. And when mm. he said that, I was like, Oh, me too. <laughs> I miss I miss stage. You know, I don't I don't know. If we didn't talk about you in high school, but uh, did you do any like? Like theater or public speaking when you were younger, or was that just oh, Toastmasters? Toastmasters. Oh, you did Toastmasters. Um, yeah, because I had like this. I, I, it's not even stage fright. It's like phobia, right? Oh, really? In, yeah, because in grade eleven you have to do. I remember my teacher is a good story. So I had to do a in communication class, English class. I had to do a, like a five minute speech. Sure. And my English teacher, Miss Fallon, she said, "Oh, you got to do it, Dan, because I can't let you pass if you don't do it. Yeah. Just just do it. If you don't do a lousy job, I'll let you pass." Wow. I said, no, yeah. no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. And yeah. she, so, she was so kind, and she yeah. said, "You know, come, come after school, come to my office, we'll practice, we'll rehearse." And I did my thing, and I thought, thought to myself, "Oh, I didn't die." <laughs> finished my thing. It was good. It was embarrassing because I had my notes in front of me. My hand was shaking. My knees were locked. Yeah. You know, it was just my face was pale. But wow. I, you got through got it. Through to it. Yeah, I got through to it. And when I went to high uh, college, then I joined Toastmasters. Same thing with you. So I yeah. joined Toastmasters. I was there for a year, a year or so. Yeah. Um, then I became the president of the club. Right. Wow. Uh, one of the youngest president in, in that like district. Yeah. Uh, and, and that changed my life because I learned leadership. I learned about communication and, and, and all. Is great. It's phenomenal. And even in here. Um, I helped uh, found a uh, entrepreneurs Toastmaster Club just just in Vancouver. Mm. So I help, uh, so I provided space and everything else for free, just helping Toastmasters. So so I, 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 like I'm a huge supporter because that changed my life. That built my confidence. Yeah, <laughs> Love it. Love it. I could tell a story about. It's kind of funny. You want to hear it <laughs> about speaking? Absolutely. Yeah, I was in a business club when I was in high school. It was called Business Office Education Club or BOAC, right? So um, I, I was in uh, my competition was called Computer Aided Graphics, and this was in the eighties, back when there wasn't even like real computers, right? But for some reason, my my high school in Michigan had a Macintosh computer, and I made a pretty cool looking design. Nice. The thing is, though, they brought me to regionals, but I didn't have anything to do. So my teacher, unbeknownst to me, signed me up to take a math test, like mm. a business math test. Mm. And and I was like, I have to do what? Because <laughs> I really hated math. <laughs> mm. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do a math test for a club. And he's like, well, you had to do something or you couldn't come. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha, fine, I'll take the stupid test, right? But then on the bus there, uh, uh, my buddy and I were talking, and he's like, yeah, he signed me up for this stupid speech contest. I'm like, I'll do the speech. Mm. <laughs> so I pretended to be him, and he took the math test. Oh, that's awesome. And that's we awesome. both won. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's called finding your gift. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I did. Uh, it was the competition was called extemporaneous speech mm. and where they just like hand you a sheet of paper and it's like, you know, some dumb topic. And then you have to talk about it for four or five minutes. Mm. And uh, and I won. And then uh, and then once they we can we fessed up right before they were going to give us the prize. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh wow! Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I digress. But I, think, I think that that's 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 what it is. It's, it's even now you have the podcast. It's it's building uh, what you do uh, on your strength, what you're good exactly. at. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. Finding out your strength. Uh, have, 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 Jeff, have you ever read a book called Strength Finders? Yes. Yes. Yeah, love that book. That's a it great comes, book. You know, it comes with a test, right? It tells about yeah. your top five strengths. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and I want yeah, to do it sure. again, you know, because I I did it, but I did it like years ago. I don't even know how many years ago I did it. It changed. You know what? It changes. I think. It, well, I don't know, but I hope mm. I grew. <laughs> changes for yeah, sure. I think so. Because and now they also have a version like 2.0. Right. I think uh, I did. Is, I'm not. I'm not sure if I did one or two. Mm, but I, but I recently went back and looked at the website. 
And mm. my, my scores were still there, and I read about myself. I was like, I don't know if I'm still that. I should do that again. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. I, I like the Strength Finders test. Yeah. And then there's another one um, by Sandy. I forgot her last name. But I uh, call Fascinate. Oh, Fascinate? Okay. Fascinate, yeah. And it basically, you know, how Strength Finders, it's about you finding out what your strengths are, obviously, right? Right, right. Like it's how you see yourself. Mm. Uh, fascinate is how the world sees you. Interesting. Which which oh, is that's, very interesting. That's, that's it's just very, like you don't yeah, even know. That's, that's you know. helpful, right? No, it is. It's it's helpful. Yeah, because helpful. yeah, in you, terms of marketing and right. what you do. Right, right, right. Ah, I think I might have heard about so that. Fascinate. Yeah, fascinate. I'll check that out. Yeah, there was a. She wrote a book of fascinate too. Okay, what was her name again? I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, oh. I think it's Sally or said Sa- I think oh, Sally. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Something like something mm. with good in it or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Hogs, ho- hogs, good or something like that. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, familiar. You know, I'm, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinate. Mm. I'll check it out. Yeah, I love, I love that. every every single one of my like client and student. They, I ask take two tests: strength finders, fascinate, because uh-huh. I need to know your personality type. Yeah. Before before I work with them, because a lot of them are like consultant coaches, personal branding. So right. that's very critical. Because they might have certain personality type or triggers. What uh, what the author was talking about in, in Fascinate that maybe your brand doesn't match with your personality. Right. You might try to you copy somebody else, but now nah, that's not who you are. And that's why sometimes you see these brands. And even the 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 expert himself or herself, they don't feel congruent. Like this is who I am, but my brand. I try to be corporate. I try, but that's not who I am. Right. And it doesn't work. That's huge. You know, my first my first pod. Well, sorry, my second podcast. My brand was like way off. I was basically copying John Lee Dumas. Uh, <laughs> and that yeah. doesn't work because <laughs> I'm not him. You know. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have Kate. So yeah, yeah. I, I actually hired some some branding guys and we basically Skyped for like six or eight weeks mm-hmm. and uh, and they came up with Vroom Vroom Veer. <laughs> That's unique. That's you. That's you're talking about what you're passionate about and right. you're not trying to be somebody else or that model and that's the problem right you have right. to take all that into consideration who you are right yeah and just try to be you you know yes yeah. yes all right and for business and sometimes i see entrepreneurs i said last thing you want is you spend all these years effort and time and you work so hard building a business building a brand that you absolutely hate right <laughs> Right. Yes. You get I to the you get to the you end and you go, what the hell did I do? <laughs> I mean, I see. You see that. I mean, as a speaker, sometimes when I, you speak on on a panel or with a group of speakers, yeah. like you know how it's like they have. Uh, they, I, I've called that the mask, right? Yeah. One person on stage, but off stage, there's someone else. Right. Right. Okay? Right. Right. So, no, I get so, it. And I hate that. I hate. I absolutely hate hated those guys. So yeah, it, it has to be congruent. Right. Yeah, and and being a little bit more it, authentic, always yeah. is yes. is you know it might it gets me in trouble sometimes with the people that it that sort of thing gets you in trouble with, but that's okay in the end because you don't want to be with those people anyway. If somebody wants, yeah, but they're not going to be people, right? They're not going to be the people who support you exactly, who, 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 right? They're not going to be your clients. Right. They're not going to work with you. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> if they, you Who know, the cares? it's fine if 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 your authentic self doesn't mesh with them, that's okay. <laughs> Just let them be. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, this has yeah. been a blast. I mean, with, like with, I mean, I, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Very awesome. Good question, by the way. Yeah. Hey. Um. You know. Uh. At, before we wrap up, I've got one more book that I want to bounce off of you. I think you'll be interested if you haven't heard of it. Have you heard of um, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport? It was recommended to uh, me by um, Derek Sivers. Uh, oh, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. That as well. yeah. And it's basically, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of follow your passion and the money will follow. It mm. kind of like says that's not such a good idea. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> In, 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 actually, in my in my in my TEDx talk, I talk about that. Oh, really? I, it's, it's it's not a good idea. It's not. <laughs> it's not a good idea. No, no. Yeah, because I I basically asked the audience, you know, how many of you are following your passion, 
but uh, you know you're not it's not working right right <laughs> uh it's it's more than that yeah it's more than that i, I think it's is uh passion but also your purpose but also has to align with your strength and right. if you're talking about business there also has to be a market for it all that has to line up right right right, right. i mean i i was joking with a friend of mine a couple of years ago he said like a very successful sales trainer he travels around the world and goes to corporation and trains people right mm-hmm we talk about, you know, Dan, I would love to just stay home with my kids, you know, watch TV, watch my sports game and just have pizza. The <laughs> problem is I haven't figured out a way to get corporations to pay me and watch me do that. So then, <laughs> I kind of had to go to playing and deliver some value, right? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's about the value delivered to the marketplace. Um, yeah. if, if it's you're also doing what you love awesome that's like that's the best yeah. for both world right if he were like a 19 year old female and he was doing it all naked he might be able to get paid yeah that, that he might be able to <laughs> i think so he, he's gonna have to do a sex change first you know <laughs> then that business model might work <laughs> it, it might have worked yeah. i don't know if he, it's still make as much as he's a trainer but he'll make some for sure <laughs> that, that's exactly it right yeah and have a model that fits uh, so I, you know, I don't believe in that. Of course, that, that ch- chasing the money, right? Uh, it, it's it's but not that knowing yourself, no. knowing right. yourself for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, this has been a blast, Dan. It's been a blast. It's this is fun. I yeah, love it. Yeah, this is a break for you. It you didn't have to talk about business the whole time. You know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and and sharing your story, I hope that resonates with, with your your audience. What I've gone through. Hopefully, they don't have to go through the same thing, but they might. Yeah. Because sometimes it takes that incident or that tragedy or something the veer like, right yeah yeah that's the something that call. the wake-up call yeah the, exactly the wake-up call uh hopefully because it was very painful for me i, uh, I wish i don't i don't wish it on, on anybody no uh, but, but you know the key thing is is you learned so yeah and you made the change this for is, sure this has been a blast man i appreciate it so people can connect with you uh all over the internet but dan yeah, just, dan lock dan lock Mm-hmm. Dot com is a great yep. place to start. You've got a YouTube channel. Of course, you're on Twitter. I love your Twitter handle, right? Dan the man lock. <laughs> but I recommend people go to YouTube hats. Like I have a lot of videos. I've probably now almost 400 videos, 470 Holy videos actually. Wow. Um, and wow. I put all my stuff there. Upload that three times a week. That's my impact, right? That's, That's your where big I channel. Yeah. yeah, that's my big channel. And yeah, I think they'll find some some value there for sure. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.